This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. This show is brought to you by Thermaflow. Are you living with chronic pain, suffering from joint stiffness or arthritis? Thermaflow has products to help with neck pain, back pain, sore shoulders, aching knees, and more. Thermaflow can help you enjoy your daily activities pain-free. Thermaflowrelief.com. You're listening to the HealthWorks Radio Show on CKNW. I'm Elaine Scollin, along with pharmacist Alan Glasser of Mark's Pharmacy in Delta. For information on any of the products or services we talk about on the show, go to healthworksradio.com or stop into Mark's Pharmacy, 80th and Scott Road in Delta. Joining us on the show right now is Andrew Munawara. We're going to talk about blue blockers, which I found fascinating uh, when we've talked about this product before, to help you sleep better. Hello, Andrew. Hello. So, Andrew, I'll tell you, one of the biggest complaints I get at Mark's Pharmacy, 80th and Scott Road in Delta, is people have trouble sleeping. And one of the most interesting things that I've been doing recently myself is I've got these 99% blue blockers on my glasses so that when I come home at night uh, and watch television or look at my, you know, device, iPad or iPhone or, you know, some kind of tablet, I know from further research that it is uh, giving out huge amounts, six times the normal amount of blue light that we get from sunlight. And the other thing about blue light, I know, is that it shuts down melatonin production. You've heard of melatonin to help you sleep. Well, if you continue to get this bright blue light in your eyes, of course it's going to disturb your sleep. So it seems fascinating to me if you can tell us about the research done on what blue light does to us and how it affects our ability to sleep. Well, Harvard uh, did some um, research into this, and they found that normal, say, you turn table light on, um, which is very dim, even a very dim one will inhibit your melatonin production. But um, if you actually, if they, if they stimulated uh, the person with blue light specifically, they found that the inhibition of melatonin and sleep was even that much greater. So, uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize that you need melatonin to produce growth hormone and to regulate blood sugar and to do all these things to keep yourself healthy over the short term and long term. So having a nightlight is bad enough, but if you actually start uh, giving yourself high doses of blue light, which would be you know turning on your computer, turning on your iPad, even with the with the night shift on, which is a little uh, thing Apple put into their uh, equipment where it actually reduces the blue light. That's still too bright, and so just like you, Alan, what I've done is I use a uh, blue blocking glass um, that's available at at your store, uh, the Spectrum, and that can actually reduce the the light coming, the blue light coming into my retina, and uh, that is significant because you. Well, I guess the the problem is twofold. One is if you don't get enough light, natural light during the day, you're not going to actually uh, produce enough melatonin at night because the natural light has an effect on you. So a lot of people are indoors. Number two is that 
a lot of the lighting in indoors now has shifted from halogen and fluorescent to LED. And LED lights, although they're much more efficient, actually have a lot more blue light. So you're constantly bathed in this artificial blue light all day. And then you get a blast of it at night because if people, you know, instead of reading now, we, you know, open our iPads. So it's twofold. That's why I think uh, protecting your your eyes from blue light with uh, some sort of shield is a really good idea. And it and it doesn't affect how well I'm going to see things, Andrew. Well, if you, uh, I have two types of blue blocking uh, glasses that I use. One is the fifty percent blue light blocking, which I use during the day because I wear contact lenses. So when I'm at my computer, I use the 50% because I don't notice it. I don't notice any color change. And then at night, when I need it the most, I use the 99% blue blocking. And now that's a little yellow, but I don't mind reading with a little bit of a yellow tinge because I'm just doing it so I can fall asleep. <laughs> of course, if you're not... If you're using, uh, if you're not using anything, you're not going to fall asleep for a while because, ironically, the the electronic device will keep you awake. So clarity and everything else that I'm I'm reading at that point, uh, I'm that's still going to be good. It's just the the color is just going to be slightly different. Yeah, it's just going to be slightly um, yellowish rather than you know uh, rep- true, truly representing the full color. But when you turn the night shift on anyway on a on an iPad, it's going to change it a little bit too. So um, I would much rather be healthy than uh, be uh, blind when I'm older. Yeah. Which is really what happens with the blue light. Is you make the, the what happens when you get too much blue light over a long period of time is you get something called age-related macular degeneration, and that causes fifty percent of the blindness um, diagnosed by ophthalmologists. Well, that that's the key thing. That is, you know, we have an aging population. We're all becoming, uh, you know. What are our TVs? Are all LEDs? Massive yeah. amount of blue light. Exactly. What is it doing? You know, our, our we have to understand our eyes aren't just cameras. Our eyes are actually a clock, and they're sensitive to the color of light. Think about it. For multi millions of years, the sun goes up and down, and it's night. The only artificial light was fire, which is think about it. It's all red in a red zone. There's no blue light really in fire. Um, and that's always experiences as human yeah. being. And well, now exactly. We don't because since Thomas Edison, uh we have a nightlight that's that's bright and it wasn't until now when we're getting this heavy heavy blue light that we're seeing increasing age-related macular degeneration AMD. Well, exactly. And what you're really doing when you're getting all this artificial blue light into your eyes is you're frying your retina because you're producing a lot of free radical damage in the retina itself, which is full of, you know, oxygenated metabolites. So there's anywhere you find oxygen, you get the potential for a lot of free radical damage. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, you really want to limit the amount of blue light coming in when you don't want it to, which is, you know, obviously at night. And there's also a compound that you can use to help regenerate the retina uh, at the same time that that you take internally. Uh, and coupled that coupled with the blue light, blocking technology will actually help regenerate um, the retina over time. The product is called Blue Blocker. We've been talking with Andrew Munawara. For more information, check out our website, healthworksradio.com. Andrew, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. 
Thanks for joining us here on the HealthWorks Radio Show on CKNW. We're going to talk about migraine headaches and how to possibly better deal with them if that's what you're suffering from. David Hunter's on the line from the Karen Project talking about phytoplankton and the role that they can play or or phytoplankton can play in uh, migraine headaches. Hey, David, thanks for joining us. Yeah, hey, thanks for having me on again, Elaine. really appreciate it. And I know you've got some personal experience around using phytoplankton to deal with migraine headaches and how and how it helped you. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, kind of like my story was is that, um, you know, I think it was ever since I was a teenager, probably about 12, 13 years old, and I'd be sitting in school. Um, and just, you know, usually it was always in the afternoon, kind of like two to three o'clock and it would just be like, you know, it would just kind of like come on and, you know, there's, there's, uh, I think anybody who suffers with migraines can detest that, you know, there's a difference between a headache and a migraine. And, you know, that migraine is just like somebody putting a screw into the side of your temples and you just like a bowling ball rolling around in your head. And I used to get those and I'd just be sitting there and have to go lay down and, and, uh, you know, this happened for me twice a week. Um, all the way into my teens, all the way into my 20s. And, you know, I went to go see doctors about it. And, um, you know, you know I, there were certain medications that I took to try it. And I got even got onto some 222s and, like, just got into this um, whole thing. And it actually got to the point where um, I never even knew a life without headaches. So I kind of felt like maybe this is just, you know, some kind of fate that people had. Because I remember I even had a coworker and he used to get them as well. And it was kind of seemed to always be in the afternoon. And, um, yeah, so, like, kind of what happened, though, is that, you know, the, the day after I took phytoplankton, um, a kind of a weird thing happened to me. Number one, the, the um, sugar, like, by eating sugar, like, the, it seemed to be really elevated. So if I had a donut, it just seemed like it was like they put twice as much sugar in there. And then I had um, kind of like an intestinal detox. And then, but it was this, and other than the mental clarity and the energy I got, which was a big bonus, but I think it was, like, after a week, I was, like, going, hey, wait a second. Um, I haven't had a headache in a while. This is kind of weird. And, you know, sometimes you think if you think about it now, it's, it's going to happen the next day. Right. Um, but it's been 11 years, and I haven't had a migraine headache um, since the day that I took it. You know, I'll, I'll get a headache in tax season or something like that. But, like, a migraine <laughs> Who doesn't? headache. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but, you know, a, a migraine headache, I haven't had a migraine headache since the day after I ate phytoplankton. So, uh, no, I mean, anybody who's suffering with migraine headaches, um, even though, you know, um, I, you know, they have to try phytoplankton because not only has it worked for me, but, you know, we get a lot of people, um, you know, experiencing the same thing. And so, you know, is it the nutrition, you know, is it the, the nutrients, you know, it's one of those things, but it's, it's going away. And, you know, I want to reach out to the people and let them know that if you're suffering, then, you know, to try phytoplankton, you know, at the London drugs, whether it be the powder or the tablets. And, you know, if it doesn't work, you get your money back. So, hey, you've got nothing to lose other than your migraines, right? That's right. Thanks, David. We've been talking with David Hunter from the Karen Project. Karenproject.ca is the website to check out more information on the phytoplankton. Or you can check out our website, healthworksradio.com. You've been listening to the HealthWorks Radio Show. For all the information on the products and services we've talked about, visit Mark's Pharmacy. 80th Avenue and 120th Street in Delta. I'm Elaine Scollin, along with Alan Glasser. We'll be back again next week.
The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.